0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Below Average Joe's MMA Show. Thank you for joining us on this special Monday recap edition. Once again, I am no baker, but I am simply one half of what makes this whole. Yes. The man to my right, that's Dominic Slee. Mm-hmm. He's coming to you from the great state of Ohio, as am I. Mm -hmm. dominic how are you doing on this monday how are you feeling quite an exciting sports weekend if i do say so myself let the people know
1: it was quite man just a weekend to behold in general (laughs) no it was it was an awesome weekend the sports side of things uh big horse guys here on the podcast Mm -hmm. apparently now shout Mm -hmm. out to mage in the kentucky derby um, I don't know if I'll ever bet horses again, or at least until next year's
0: Derby, but I No, okay. no, 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 shut, <laughs> shut that down. Come, come to the people with confidence, Dom. I got it guys. We I are defeated record. <laughs> we're racing insiders. People. If you don't like horse race talk, this ain't the podcast for you because the Belmont stakes. It is a coming. And I can assure you, I can assure you there will be some money put down on the Belmont Stakes. We will see if I can continue this high, but continue, Dominic.
1: Yeah, rumor has it Noah is going for the Triple Crown, not just the horses (laughs) that are racing, but uh, that was awesome. We had a great one card on Friday, a pretty solid UFC 288 in New Jersey on Saturday, and I'd be remiss if I didn't give a shout-out to the lovely lady, Jaden. I got to go watch her graduate this weekend with her doctorate very proud, significant other, partner, boyfriend here. So shout out to her. She's amazing and, of course, supports us here on the show. It was an action-packed weekend. Fights, sports, family, friends. It don't get better, Noah, and I know yours was pretty similar.
0: Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, I had family here to watch the fights with me. Um, that was an interesting way of putting it down that UFC eighty eight was, I think you said, pretty good. Uh, I would probably say pretty bad, but, you know, there were some, but it was a weird. It's just weird. (laughs) Like the ratio wasn't like overwhelmingly bad fights, but it felt like the bad fights just carried so much more weight for some reason. Uh, The flow of the, like the crowd just seemed like they were restless for something. By the end of the fight, they're booing the shit out of Aljo and that's his hometown. (laughs) You know, it's it was a weird vibe. And then you compare it, Dominic. I'm going to guess you did not have a chance. I know you, out of the two of us, you are still the one more in, in uh, tune with your WWE roots. But I'm going to guess mm-hmm. you did not check out Backlash at all, right?
1: I did not check it out live. Saw some of the results. Saw some of the things. And shout out to Carlito, baby. Because yep. I saw that yep. he came out. He spits in the face of people that don't want to be cool if you didn't know. Yeah. So that was pretty sick to see that. And Bad Bunny can pull some
0: cool shit so off and they can that's rank. what i was about to talk about was how <laughs> I, I didn't watch any of it but my sister fun fact huge bad bunny fan okay okay like that's her guy she loves bad bunny mm-hmm. so I, I we were like watching the card and it was right around the time the dober for volavite happened in the ufc and i go and i'm not using my second tv and i'm like you know what i'm like that match is going to be coming on yeah. here soon, probably. Let me turn it on, and we can watch that, too. Turn it on as Damian Priest is walking out to the ring. <laughs> and then Dominic, I'm not going to lie, Bad Bunny's entrance, holy shit. Was it sick? The people, man, the audience they just there interrupt? in Puerto Rico. They turned that shit into a concert. Oh, and then, yes, wow. Carlito coming back. You had Savio Vega coming back. That's one. That's a 90s dude right there. Big throwback. Mm. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, and then I turned it off after that, so I did not see anything mm. <laughs> before right, or after. Right. But I do watch uh, some people on TikTok that talk about it. So, That'll um, do. Yeah, so it was, but that was pretty sick. But you compared that crowd, Puerto Rico, which was like <laughs> yeah. an, insane yeah. vibe. Yeah, Canelo boxed this weekend in Guadalajara against John Ryder, and even though John Ryder probably only won like two or three rounds of that fight, it was kind of a dog fight. It was like a phone booth. Mm, like, dirty know, John poxin. Ryder took a ton of punishment. He got dropped like twice, but kept coming back, kept trying to uh, come forward. A lot of respect for him and that crowd seemed really into that of course Canelo huge Mexican mm-hmm. star um and then yeah one I thought they had a great atmosphere going I felt like uh, Newark New Jersey just didn't quite get the card yeah. to to show their full potential as a crowd you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but we're gonna actually start with UFC 288 Dominic your main event
2: mm.
0: oh the headline there it Ugh. is it feels like there's I feel like there's a little bit of salt behind that one, but mm-hmm. I, I don't intend it to be. Aljamain Sterling does remain your UFC Bantamweight champion. He gets the split decision win over the returning former two-division champion, Henry Cejudo, and former gold medalist yeah. in the Olympics. <laughs> uh, so Aljamain Sterling gets a split decision win, Dominic. We will start with the fight itself. Um Cejudo, the the story for me, of course, that I was trying to set up here on Friday was how as much as I love Henry Cejudo and believe in his excellence and greatness as a all-around combat sports athlete, that I thought the stakes were just the, the recipe here was not in his favor. Three year mm-hmm. layoff, 36 years old, and he was at a size disadvantage here, you know, and that obviously showed through. I guess Dominic, I want to start with, you know, when watching the fight itself, what did Aljamain Sterling do well that sort of got him this victory ultimately?
1: Um, I felt he was able to use the length well. Like Henry, while Henry did well in this fight, won a couple of rounds, he was—you could tell—he struggled to reach Aljo. Mm. Aljo was able to move pretty well on the feet for a guy especially that's not known to be a good striker, he held his all on the feet. And then he he took advantage of the size difference, as Noah said. He was clearly bigger, much bigger. Like, when they were clinched together or grappling against the fence, it looked like a lightweight and a flyweight, truthfully. Like, it was a very noticeable size difference. I didn't think it would be that bad. And uh, he just used those strengths to, whether it be stay on the feet, he'd stuffed a lot of Henry Sudo's takedowns. He was able to get Henry down. He was able to threaten a couple of times, and uh, I, I just think he fought a very smart fight. And that's something that, truthfully, now when you go back and you look at now a nine-fight win streak, which did either tie or break the record, as Noah hinted to on Friday, that's what he does. He is an intelligent fighter, and he does like he finds these openings or knows where he's better than someone. And then he does it over and over and over, whether it's a quick submission over Corey Sanhagen or a five-round, you know, close tit for tat war, or not war. But um, I just felt it was a high, it was a high-level fight. So he won a high-level fight over Henry Cejudo last night, and uh, it was just a very impressive performance, a solid fight. I enjoyed the fight, and I come out of it looking at Aljo as a true, legitimate, you know, high-level one of the best dudes in
0: the UFC now. Um. Let me be completely honest with you. That whole recipe that I set up, like the reasons that I, I put money on Aljamain Sterling, being that Cejudo was thirty six and three year layoff, uh, neither of those things impacted his performance here. In my opinion, I think mm, Sterling I be the best version of Henry yeah. Cejudo. I thought Henry Cejudo looked great. He did. He looked great. Yeah. Ultimately, the reason Sterling won this fight is because he was the better fighter here tonight. Yep. Um, yep. Or Saturday night. The improvements from, like, the first Peter Jan fight, I mean, it's crazy. It's It's, crazy to see a guy improve this much while being the champion. Like, you go back to his first fight where he technically won the title all the way to now. Mm -hmm. Like, he is so much far improved, Dominic. So much smarter, so Mm -hmm. much more composed in there. Very. And here, Mm -hmm. like, he did not overextend, you know, like you look back when he did against like Marlon Moraes and he got his head knocked into the yeah. second row. Yeah. The first Jan fight where he kind of gassed himself out by going at a too fast of a pace early. Like it seems like those tribulations early on, not early on, but a few years ago have made him much better. And you saw that through here. this he used this really well? Like you said, and Dominic, here's a stat for you. Henry Cejudo in his MMA career has been taken down five times in total. Four of those came against Aljamain Sterling. I, I mean,
1: that's a story in its own right there.
0: You yeah. know? And um, I think he deserves the respect. Uh, this is kind of the put position. I've been comparing him a little bit to Tyron Woodley, and I'm going to keep that comparison going because <clears throat> when Tyron beat Darren Till you know, there started to be some talk of how does he line up with the best welterweights of all time. Now he Uh unfortunately had to go up against someone like GSP in that comparison, who's like the best, one of the best fighters of all time. (laughs) Uh, for Aljo, you know, his toughest competition for that title of best bantamweight of all time is Dominic Cruz and TJ Dillashaw, which are both very tough competition, but Dominic, I mean, it's hard to not. It's hard to ignore that Aljo is in the conversation at least.
1: Yeah, I mean, in, a, in three title defenses, this win streak that he's on, and even before the win streak, it's not like he was a bad fighter in the UFC. He had a great record before this win streak. I had only lost three in the UFC. So, I think he is, and he's only thirty three. Like in that prime right now, he has to be a top. Five, Noah. I mean, right? Got to be. I think top five bantamweight of all time. Oh, I th- Noah
0: Dominic. I don't think you can go below three.
1: Top three? Yeah. I mean, look, it's Dominic and TJ. Yeah, Shit, he's even beat TJ. Say what you want about the injury or whatever, right. but he even <laughs> beat TJ Dillashaw. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, top three. Yeah, like
0: I don't. I don't know who else you would even be able to put in front of him. Like, Henan Burrell had a great run back in the day, but mm-hmm. um, I think what Aljo has done as champion has, has yeah is more than what Hennon ever did. It's really him, TJ, and Dominic. And, you know, it doesn't really matter. Maybe not. But I think it's important to note it because I think there's still this this disliking for Aljo, this discrediting... Of Aljo, and I will admit, I didn't see it as much on social media for this fight. Like I thought there might be, I thought people were gonna say Henry was washed up, or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, Henry was so much smaller than him, whatever. But I didn't see a ton of that. Like for for as sad as it was to see the crowd in Newark, yeah, boo him afterwards. And you know, I know I've been very vocal about my disliking of the boo birds on here. Mm-hmm. But it, to be honest, like. I don't hold that much stake on it because Dominic, I felt like there was a ton of respect being shown his way on Twitter. Yeah. Know, on social media. I feel like the reaction to the fight from the people watching at home. Yeah. Was that, wow, this is actually a pretty good fight and Aljo looks damn good in it. And you know what? Yes. For that, like it, it definitely sucks to see him get booed by his home crowd, but you know, I think it it's the, overall, it comes out a net positive here for him. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think so, man. And, uh, in and, You know, Not saying that he's a star, but I see the question. Well, I guess there's two questions, but since we're still talking about Sterling, you have the Sean O'Malley factor on here, and I'm not saying Sterling's a star, but you bring someone like Sean in all of a sudden, and you have that as Sterling's next matchup. Now, not only is Sterling beginning to get the respect of MMA fans, hardcore fans for how good he is, now he's got a chance to go in and beat Sean O'Malley. He beat one of the biggest stars in the company. Then all of a sudden Sterling like goes from the guy that took the dive, you know, got the disqualification to win the belt, to a legitimate top-level man in the company. That's a crazy kind of plot twist, if you will.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we will come back to that. I do uh-huh. want to start with the Henry question here because um, it does feel like uh, it's very up in the air right now. Henry Cejudo, after the fight, was interviewed by Joe Rogan. He took his gloves off but didn't retire again yeah um when joe asked him you know what's next for him you kind of felt like henry was like well what do you think like yeah (laughs) you kind of felt like he was like "Can someone tell me what's next for me like i don't know um you could sense and he might even said as such but uh this was meant to be a a jumping off point fight for him like he had said the plan was this yep o'malley and then ultimately the big plan here was volkanovsky at featherweight the chance to really put himself into that top five all-time status three division titles the gold mm-hmm. medals uh, quadruple C you know yeah. at that point yeah and losing the first one of that feels like a major setback so Dominic you know I've seen some differing opinions on this on if Henry will ever return if that was really it we his return fight really it's just a one-and-done and done I want to get your thoughts. Early thoughts. I'm sure as time <laughs> yeah. goes on, Henry's okay. gonna have some statements that are gonna in a couple weeks we maybe have completely different opinions on the matter. But I will ask you right now, what are the chances? If you wanna do a percentage or whatever? Okay, okay. We see Henry Cejudo fight again. Fifteen. I'll go
1: fifteen, Ooh, Noah. Okay. I get early I Really lean got, uh, in retirement here again. I, I felt like in you know, it quickly, cringe aside very humble in defeat. He's just a phenomenal sportsman and athlete. And you like felt the disappointment in him. Like he had every, you know, like everything in his being was to come in and get right back on that horse and show everybody how good he is of a fighter. So when he lost, it was like just the air got punched out of him literally, but no pun intended there. But like, you could tell he almost didn't even plan to lose. And I think yeah. that factors into that, like, I don't know, Joe. What do you kind of <laughs> think here? And he he said, like, you know, well, if I can't beat Sterling, I, I don't know if I should expect myself to be able to go up and beat Volk. So where does that leave me then? And, like, I don't see him going and fighting Corey Sanhagen or Marab or, you know, Rob Font, you know, whoever else in this division. And I just think if you add all those factors in, 36 years old, another baby on the way with his wife, I just there's a lot of things in there that lead to that 15 percentage mark. I I I don't even expect it to change too much for me. Maybe closer to 50-50, but I lean heavily on the no side, the 15% side.
0: I'm gonna go 78%. We see him again. Wow.
1: What yeah, a spectrum yeah. there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I feel pretty confident we see him again. Dominic, if if this three year retirement you know, I, I even talked Friday. I like didn't really understand like like why even retire, you know, and Right. maybe it was the right. punishment he'd put his body through making those cuts to one twenty five. I don't know. He was burned out maybe. All valid reasons. Needed time to heal. Like these are all valid reasons, but we just never really, as far as I understand, it really got that answer. Yeah. In this You're time right. off, like he was saying, he wanted to be shown the money, mm-hmm. which was like, and there goes my ice maker. Sorry if you hear that. In the <laughs> that was a big drop. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but for me, Dominic, if if he ends up coming back here after three years, has a very close fight, a split decision loss. Yeah, I understand There is a it's a very difficult path for him to get like an immediate another title, whether it's at Adamweight or Featherweight. But all we're talking about here, he was saying he wanted to beat Aljo, beat Sean O'Malley, and then beat Volkanovsky. Well, Dominic, in my opinion, why don't he just take a fight at Featherweight anyways? And if he wins that, he probably fights for the title. Anyways, so like... If uh, Now, Brandon Moreno called him out on social media. I don't know if you saw this, Dominic. Oh, he said really? after, Brandon Moreno said after he uh, fights Pantoja in July, he said, Belts, I'll come meet you at 135 pounds and let's do it in Mexico City. Oh. Uh Cejudo said, I don't want to fight in Mexico City. He's like, no, I'm not doing it in Mexico City. But, okay. Um, he did be he what well, he did say well you know do you have you know money talks basically <laughs> yeah, um, so that's something potentially but Dominic if I'm Henry Cejudo there's very few matchups at 145 pounds that he had such issues with the size here the length yeah. here at 135 pounds against Sterling yeah that's what's so weird about the Volkanovski matchup Volkanovski <laughs> is the best fighter in the company. And yeah, yet he is the only guy that Cejudo matches up well with in terms of <laughs> size and stature. So he'll really have to pick and choose who that opponent would be at a 145. Even the chance that there's a guy at one thirty-five that's making a jump up at the same time to one forty-five. Well, actually, may eh, no probably wouldn't happen. That was about same yearling at one hundred forty-five pounds, but Sterling would only go up to probably fight title. It's all, there's a lot of scenarios here, Dominic, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility, you know. I mean, call me crazy, but, like, if O'Malley beats Sterling, right, and if, if that really mm-hmm. happens in August, which we'll be talking about, then he fights someone like Murab, probably, and if he beats Marab, Call me crazy, but I could see O'Malley just calling for a matchup with a legend at this point, like Cejudo, and Cejudo could get another title shot without having fought since. Yeah, that's a realistic world.
1: It really is. I and that's the thing. Like I hate even saying or having the doubts or saying the fifteen percent because, like Noah said in the opening breakdown of the fight, he looked great. He really did look good, and I so I would like mm. to see him compete with some of these guys. It's just. And, you know, he's not this star, you know what I mean? But he's bigger than the average number four-ranked guy. So that's kind of a weird spot. I'd call, him a, to like the, I'd call think him a star. I'd call him a star. Yeah. So I mean, that's even it depends on the of definition
0: problem. of a star here. Like, if you're talking about, like, a, like to, to me, a superstar is, like, someone who carries a, an event, like a pay-per-view. A car. A star yeah, is someone who is, like, a very recognizable face. Okay. Uh, one of the top three or four faces of each division is probably a star and so who yeah. I feel like has that kind of recognition but you know if your definitions different I mean I that's not the that's not a uh Webster didn't come up right. with that definition right. so I mean you're good but uh, yeah go ahead
1: but uh, I mean yeah I, I I think and that's an interesting thing that you bring up maybe maybe so like Noah says well, you never lost the band and weight belt yeah you lost here but if you just go win one at 145. The Volk fight is there, you know. Like, yeah. in matchup wise, I, you're right. Like, it's hard to imagine him going up against anyone else other than Volk, especially after you see the size difference from last night. But I can't say I wouldn't be intrigued if he were to fight, like a, I don't know, Arnold Allen or somebody like that. I'm just thinking of names like in the top yeah. of the division. Like, it is enticing. It's, it's such a tough spot he's in. I, I, in, and, and he immediately shot down flyweight, so that's out of the picture for sure. So he kind of took away some options potentially there. I don't know, man. It's he's going to come down to like what does he want to do. He's going to have to really sit and think about this a lot, and I think you could see that in his reaction last night.
0: That Marino fight would be pretty interesting. I just I wonder if there's is there a world where he can win that? Yeah, and catapult himself into a 145 pound title shot. I believe he can. Because you have to you, consider the division that Volkanovski uh-huh. is reigning over. How he's beaten everybody. almost everybody. If he yeah. beats Yair Rodriguez, he's like, talking about trying to get a rematch with Islam Dom. So I mean, if if yeah. if if, yeah. if Henry talks his you know cringy shit like he does, he beats Moreno or something. Even if it's at 135 pounds, he could say, you know, I I think I'm ready to be quadruple C. And then Volkanovski might be like, well, this is a fight that's bigger than a lot of my recent title fights at Featherweight. It's probably more money, and, you know, I want to shut this guy up. Yeah, I'll take that fight on. So I think there is a very likely world where Henry Sudo can find himself right back here with just one win.
1: And and Noah, is there a world even where come July, where Volk fights, say he beats Yair, let's say by then we have Islam lined up with somebody for the end of the Mm -hmm. year, is there a world where Volk goes ahead and calls up Henry anyways, coming off of the loss? Just like screw it. Come on up to 145 and let's do this anyway. Could you see that maybe um,
0: even I think no, because I think Volk will be probably calling for something with Islam again. I yeah. think he'll he'll say something about Islam. If you beat your opponent in October, I'll see you, you know, yeah. come March or whatever. Like I I think that's what he wants to do. You know, he wants to go up and fight and become a double champ. And yeah. you know, Sehudo yeah. obviously wants to try to entice Folk to let him become a three division <laughs> champ. So yeah. it's uh, you know, it just depends on how these guys look and you know, what does Islam want to do after uh fighting the winner of Benil and yeah. Charles and um that'll you know the dominoes will fall pretty quickly from there. So uh, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I think it's actually pretty realistic that Henry Cejudo just needs a win. That's it. I'd like to see it. I would. Yeah. Uh, one more point here, Dominic, before we move on. Let's talk about that uh, that title fight that's being set up. All of a sudden, you know, Dana White, Dominic. I don't know if you know this, but uh, Dana doesn't make fights the night of the fight. <laughs> I've heard. Except when he does. And yeah. <laughs> here, um, he was asked about... I don't know if you heard this in between rounds, but uh, uh, how do you pronounce uh, Coach Eric? Uh, Al, is it Albazine or something oh, like
1: that? Oh, um, the guy with the glasses in Henry's yeah. corner. I, I always forget his last so name. So <laughs> I don't know if you
0: heard this in between one of the rounds. It was like at the very end of that one minute or so as the stool's being brought out and whatnot. Um, His coach said, uh, come on, Henry, and he, he kept saying the date of uh ufc i think it's 292 in august oh yeah
1: like august 19th or something like that saying that yeah
0: and um some people online were like oh that's the date of the planned date for the pay-per-view um so kind of making it clear like okay so it looks like you know cejudo if he wins here would be set up Mm -hmm. to fight in august and then afterwards they asked dana about you know Obviously, you had Sean O'Malley brought into the cage for that face off, which, funny enough, Dominic, we haven't even talked about. And I feel like that's been the only talking point anybody's wanted to talk about about this whole card. Uh, truthfully, I thought it was some of the wackiest shit ever. It was so funny. Marab rock and the Michael Jackson that style jacket. That was freaking jacket.
1: so funny. I was like, why'd, why'd Sean get mad at Marab? And then they show Marab. He's like yeah. standing
0: in the corner with his jacket. Man, someone need you. If, if you out there have some bad friends, like if you want to know if your friends like suck, and you need new friends, if you have a friend, if you don't have a friend that's willing to do what Marab's willing to do for Aljo, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, then
0: you need a new friend. Because this man, not only is he putting his essentially his title aspirations on hold to let Aljo remain as champion, but he's stealing his the guy who's being set up to fight him next jacket. Rocking it. I mean he's he's trying to kind of turn it into a handicap match, Dom. But anyways, um this fight is being set up, O'Malley uh versus Alga, which we kind of thought would be next anyways, that O'Malley would get the winner here. But Dominic, he was Dana was asked about it being on the August card that in Boston apparently has been mm. rumored. And Dana said that's what he'd like to do. So I'd like to know your early thoughts on that matchup and in that cool. place in Boston on a pay-per-view. What do you think?
1: Excited to see the um, UFC back in Boston. That's Dana's a Boston boy. So I know he mm-hmm. loves going back there, bringing good cards there. And uh, I'm here for the fight. The, the face-off stuff is, is weird. I, I felt like back in the day, I thought it was cool when fighters would come in and do their face-off <laughs> for who's next. But now... It gets a little out of hand every time, and it's just a bit much for me sometimes, but my God, Mirab stole the show in that jacket. And then they had a tweet thing on Twitter. It was really funny, too, back and forth. But anyways, the fight itself, super intriguing, especially after you see Sterling beat Henry. How can you not—like, you can't go into that fight and think Sean's going to just starch— Aljo and I know there's people that think that because of how big of a star he is, the casual fan base will think that. And they the casual fan base likely didn't see Aljo's performance last night. They only saw, you know, that little scruffy scruffy. Now, nah, we'll go with scruffy <laughs> in the ring after the the match ended, but I'm telling you, man, Aljo's no easy out. I know Sean's an elite level striker, but he's shown weaknesses plenty of times here that Aljo can capitalize on. I think it's a sick fight. I think it's a really really interesting fight to have on a pay-per-view card. No,
0: I'm going to be absolutely stoked for it. And, you know, I don't know what the betting lines might be on that. My head, In my head, Dominic, I was trying to come up with them, and I said, you know what, I think Aljo could be like a minus 160, minus 170. I like that um, line, yeah. But what I'll say is um, I think this is a perfect setup for Aljo here. Like, Shadow Malley's great. But does it not feel like a matchup that on paper favors Sterling a little bit? Like O'Malley's best win was a split decision, not very clear. A lot of people Mm -hmm. thought he lost fight to Jan, where he was a massive underdog in that fight. And yes, I guess in a way he overperformed, but he also didn't clearly get that win. Yeah. So you know it's it's he has been kind of fast tracked here in a way. I mean he did have to go through Jan, but you kind of look before that. He's not quite as battle tested as no, Sterling no. is, and he's not faced the grappler, the wrestler of Sterling's no. capabilities. So it'll be interesting. I could really see Sterling doing similar things to O'Malley that he did to Peter Jan in that second fight. Just becomes the human backpack basically.
1: Yeah, I think so. I if if Sean. W- were to win that fight, it will be because he has improved leaps and bounds since the mm. on fight. I'll say
0: that. And you, you know, and I, I don't even know if that, in my head, I'm not sure if I even know if that's the case or not. I mean, I would like to think so. Mm. But Dominic, one thing to know Mally's favor is he actually matches up pretty well with Sterling in terms of the length. Because Sterling he does. Oh, yeah. I was telling my mom how at, at one point in time, I'm pretty sure Sterling was like the, uh, had the, he was the tallest Bantamweight. Yeah. But then in the face-off, O'Malley looked John's taller. John's a monster. Yeah, And uh, my mom goes, well, that guy's taller than him. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah, I guess. I, okay, I guess O'Malley's the tallest Bantamweight. <laughs> yeah. But he's close. Yeah. Um, And then I realized, I'm like, you know what? If in terms of like length, it's a pretty good comparison. It's a pretty good matchup for that reason. And Dominic, I'll even go a step further. Sterling looked great in this fight with Cejudo. But I will say it felt like there were times where I saw openings that Cejudo just couldn't quite get to yeah, because of the, of mm-hmm. the length disadvantage. Like, I um, remember when out of nowhere Sterling for, like, two rounds just kept spamming those takedown attempts and they weren't set up very well? Yeah. Like, I felt like he was completely open for, like, a monster knee to the face right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then there was some other times where it felt like he either had a hand low or... Um, Just had, you know, the way he uh, – when he's pressured, Dominic, they even said this on commentary, when he gets pressured, he very much responds by shooting, like he goes yeah. low. Yeah. And that leaves him open for some lower body attacks or I, I guess uh, like kicks, knees, things for like that. For an
1: elite level striker like Sean. Yeah. You know, so that's,
0: that's something I will say is there were some – Openings I didn't think Cejudo could quite take advantage of due to the mismatch in terms of size here. Yeah. That O'Malley, being a better striker, being a really high-level striker, might just be able to hit one of those and put the lights out.
1: Yeah, I I think I'm way more excited now for that fight than what I thought I would be at the mm. ending of this fight
0: Saturday. All right. All right, I like to hear that, Dominic. Let's move on to the co-main event. Of the evening, this was the fight, Dominic, that was supposed to save UFC 288. Ultimately, Bilal Muhammad gets the unanimous decision win over Gilbert Burns. <sighs> Dominic, you know. I, I, <laughs> That's I, such a I, good I, start. <laughs> I, I feel pretty bad for these two guys, to be honest with you, because especially yeah. Gilbert Burns, obviously. I mean, Bilal yeah. Muhammad won the fight. He already wasn't the fan favorite coming in. He was getting booed all week. Dropping some really good lines on the city of New Jersey, but um, he seemed to take it in good fun Uh, He wins the fight. He's now set up to fight the winner of Leon Edwards Colby Covington Dana even doubled that and said that's the case in the post-fight press conference. I'm like, you know what? Cool Not a great fight. I think a lot of people are gonna be frustrated with Blau, but it doesn't seem like the UFC are going to uh, Backtrack on what they had set up this fight to be which was a number one contender fight Yeah. So that's good. I feel terrible for Gilbert Burns here because this man was getting cheered all week. I feel like he his profile had never been bigger. A lot of people respecting him stepping up here after just fighting in a co-main spot a month ago. His third fight since January on pay-per-views in high spots. Yeah. And ultimately Dominic, it appeared he either came in with the shoulder injury or at some point in round one he injures his shoulder. Renders it pretty useless for the rest of the fight. Um, he looked super dejected. People oh, start he, booing. Dude.
1: He was like visibly upset that he couldn't yeah. perform. Yeah. Um, uh,
0: it was just very sad because, like, it, I think it was almost like a moment in here where Gilbert Burns realized, you know, I did all this, you know, for in pursuit of not just a a title shot. But in order to kind of, you know, for the fans, right, to save yep. this card and all yep. this stuff. Mm-hmm. And where did that get him, Dom? Where did that really get him? At the end of it all, he was being booed in the, as he sat in the center of the octagon getting pummeled by Bilal Muhammad. I mean, yeah, breaks my heart, to be honest with you. Um, This is the question. Was the risk ultimately worth the reward for Gilbert Burns here?
1: Man. I, I think I have to say no. I, I how can you not, after the like the backlash, if you will, of how the fight went and then after the fact? And you know, even even if he didn't get that shoulder injury in the first, like, I think the fight would have been better, obviously. but I don't know. There was still like even before the injury, not that we got to see much of the fight. It's just that's a lot. You brought this point up. remember when we were talking about like who the five rounds would favor. And you're like, yeah, Dom, you know, I I like some of these points. But, you know, the thing with Gilbert is these weight cuts, two in a month, you know, Mm -hmm. rather than just Bilal coming off of a short notice weight cut. Gilbert's doing it twice, and he's a big muscular guy. So in hindsight, I just really wonder how it would have went even if the injury didn't occur. But, yeah, I think you have to say that it wasn't worth the reward. Because, like, yeah, even if he would have somehow won this and he gets, like, a title fight, Had he won and not Bilal in the same fashion, that same aura around Gilbert coming in would have been gone. You know? So I think I go no. And do you? I'm imagining anyway.
0: No, I think I'm going to go yes here. Um, Look at us today. I know. And and I had to think about this one, obviously. I put it on here. At first, I kind of went your direction. Um, But I think... A lot of that's because obviously we know the result now, Yeah. but I'm going back to what I, I went back and watched what we said on Friday going in and I looked at it like, and I, I said it then and I'm going to say it again. Sure. Gilbert could have not taken this fight. He could have likely been the backup fighter for that Leon Colby fight and maybe Dana would have rewarded him with the title shot after. But there was no guarantee for that. Let's be uh-huh. clear. Like, there was no guarantee. Just because Colby got it, and that's right. the reason the UFC keeps saying, that doesn't mean that, I mean, Sergey Pavlovich was the back-of-fighter a month earlier, and then he had to fight and knock out Curtis Blades yeah. just a little bit ago. And he's probably still going to have to fight again, Dominic. Yeah. So these things are not black and white. They are they're not, are, or are not. Um hmm what I said on Friday was I, what I appreciated about these two taking this fight is they recognize that they are the only ones who can truly control their own destiny, mm-hmm. and by doing so, they need to take out the only other competition for the throne here or the competition for that number one contender <clears> fight. <throat> so ultimately, yes, uh, the shoulder injury could be pretty bad, and you know that that I don't know how long of a layoff that would be. Uh, that sucks the booze it sucks. He was dejected. It, it really sucks But at the end of the day He bet on himself. He was going up against a guy in Bilal who not only was coming in with a pretty It looked like a pretty significant ankle injury. This is the guy Dominic who took the fight on three weeks notice Ramadan just ended two weeks ago. This man mm-hmm. had been fasting through his days as while training for a month essentially yeah. While, and I know, like, he took the fight on three weeks' notice. But that last week, I mean, that was still Ramadan that that's going yeah. on. So, you know, <clears throat> all in all, like, if you're Gilbert Burns, you had reason to believe you could do this. The only thing that makes me pause, like, the only way I would say no, it wasn't worth the reward is if this shoulder injury happened before the fight. Because mm. I've been hearing people say they can't really pinpoint where it happened. Yeah. Um, it, it kind of seems almost like there's a chance it either happened early, maybe in his takedown attempt in round one. Yep, I remember that. But then it could have also just been something he came in with. If he came in with it, it becomes a little bit more puzzling. But for now, yeah. I'll say it was worth it because ultimately he had a chance here. He took a chance on himself. Yeah. And if he would have won this fight, Dominic, and and did it in the kind of fashion Gilbert Burns is capable of, not only is his profile even bigger, but then he's in line for a title shot. And ultimately, what he ends up losing out on is, yes, it sets him back, but he's still Gilbert fucking Burns. He'll be back.
1: Yeah, and it's not like you know he. Came in and, like, one, it was short notice, so mm-hmm. brownie points there. You know, two, you literally just fought a month ago, so not only was it short notice, but you just fought. So there are some things there to help kind of keep him, you know, in that aura that I kind of mentioned in passing when I said no. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, it doesn't set him back. I don't think he should be, like... Um, not awarded, obviously, but dewarded, like having fight number 12 or something dumb. He shouldn't you know be what I punished. Mean? Punished. Yeah, I don't know why I couldn't think of the word punished. I can't think of punished. I'm saying scruffy. But yeah, um, it's interesting. I, I hope it's not a severe injury. Maybe we get him in one more time, a fourth fight for this year, and he can right those wrongs from this one.
0: Let me ask you about Bilal Muhammad real quick. Obviously, he wins. Big winner here. Uh, mm-hmm. Set up for a title shot. Did you have any frustration watching him here in this performance? You know, I get it. Bilal Muhammad has never been the most fan-friendly of fighters. But here going up in a in a high-profile position where it's a five-round co-main, you're really wanting to make a statement, earn your title shot. I mean, Dominic, you even said this on Friday. You were convinced Bilal is going in here. Yeah, to try to like make a statement, and I'm not that saying that to well. like, cl- I'm not well, I'm not saying that to clown on you. We all yeah, yeah, say yeah. things that end up <laughs> not being true, but I'm saying it as like it wouldn't surprise me if you might feel a little frustrated here because yes, he played it safe and got the win, but he ultimately had a guy who he knew was wanting a way out, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gilbert looked like he was done, yep. and Bilal just didn't press forward or push on the gas a, a little bit more like I felt like he probably could have to get a finish and ultimately make himself undeniable. Do you feel that frustration with Bilal's performance here?
1: My my immediate answer is yes, because as you said, Gilbert was clearly hurt. He was clearly, like mentally, I felt, checked out. When he mm. knew he was hurt and couldn't win, he just was kind of going through the motions, and I felt B- Bilal could have and should have taken advantage of that. But... I'm just having slight reservations because I truly think Bilal was compromised as well. I think that ankle was legitimately mm-hmm. hurt. We saw the pictures. And, you know, some people said, oh, it's just the angle and the shadowing. But then when I saw the videos of him limping multiple times at the weigh-ins, even the big ceremonial weigh-ins on stage in front of people, he can't couldn't hold back the limp. It was obvious. And while it didn't look like it held him back in the fight, like I didn't see him moving, you know, slow or anything in the fight, I think he was legitimately compromised. So I'll, I'll pull back a little on the frustration. But yes, all in all, I think he could have at least done, not saying he should have went out and finished him, but done a, just something a little bit more. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I actually do agree with you on this. I'm, I was more so setting it up to be like a devil's advocate uh, thing. And ultimately, Dominic, I have to find new ways to present <laughs> you with my questions that don't make it obvious how I side yeah. because you have said. Before, you're like, one time you're like, well, I only answered it like that because I thought that's what you wanted me to say. And I'm like, you know what? All right, I don't want him to know what I'm thinking. It's inception. I want, I want the the clear, full. I want yeah. the full hundred percent truth from Dominic. And uh, yeah, I t- I tend to agree with you here. I mean, I didn't have that much frustration with it. I started hearing like I watched or listened to some podcasts this morning, kind of recapping the event. And I saw some people kind of saying that. They felt a little frustrated with it. Um, I just thought it was an unfortunate series of events here. I think you had two guys who weren't 100%. Yeah. Yeah, like, at the end of the day, Blau probably could have done more. But should he? I mean, Dominic, by all means, like, it's one thing to say that in the moment and be like, "Oh, this fight sucks. Like, I wish he (laughs) would have done more. But when Dana is, like, firmly saying, yes, he is next for the title shot, like... Okay, sounds like it was pretty worth it to play it like that. Because even in rounds four and five, I know like Burns again, everything we just said, he was still throwing with that yeah. right hand though. And there was a couple times it landed pretty clean on Blau. Blau just ate it, man. I mean, yeah, what, what a improvement that guy's made coming up. Remember when he was getting knocked out by like Luke and um... he'd been dropped multiple times in yeah, fights. Like, yeah, like you know, he he's come a long way And, you know, my relationship with Blau has <laughs> come a long true. way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, he has time to let that ankle recover. Cause I imagine we won't be seeing him again for till <sighs> next fall or not. Sorry, not the fall next spring. Maybe it could be a year. Yeah. I yeah. could see a whole year of him not fighting for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, with that, Dominic, we'll move on to the rest of UFC 288. Dominic, I'm going to start with this feature about women's straw weight. Wow. Yan Nan with the first-round knockout of Jessica Andrade. Maybe a bit of a quick stoppage, in my opinion. Now, I do say that being someone who bet on Andraj, who is a diehard Andrade fan. <laughs> so, maybe I'm a little bit biased. But I felt like it was a little bit of a premature stoppage. But you can't deny that that shot that put Andrade down Ooh. had her on easy street, man. She was... She was very likely getting put out of there in about 10 more seconds regardless. But biggest win of Jaumann's career, Dominic. I think it's the first stoppage of her UFC career. It is. If I'm not mistaken. And I kept seeing a lot of people afterwards, Dominic, say, finally, we have a title challenger at Women's Strawweight. (laughs) And all I could think about was my good buddy, Dom, yeah. Who's been calling for Amanda Lamos to get that title fight. So yeah. I want to, this is really a question for you. <laughs> okay. Zhao Nan is now being set up. I kind of mentioned it on Friday, the idea of doing Zhang Weili, Yan Zhao Nan in somewhere like China, if that's even logistically possible right now. Mm-hmm. Which, which way are you leaning here? Which one excites you more? Are you wanting to, are you wanting to stay with your girl Lamosh? I mean, you really went for it with that one or <laughs> yeah. is, are you being pulled to the other side? no
1: the uh, my immediate words out of my mouth was like oh my god china versus <laughs> china in china like this is an opportunity the ufc can't pass up on i think mm-hmm. it's a very very big mistake if they don't pass up on it amanda Lemos, i don't know what took so long to get a, a, a deal done with uh zhang weili but it ain't getting done now <laughs> she's gonna have to fight somebody else Yan on deserves it i mean and not to mention she is on a two-fight win streak now. She beat McKenzie Dern and you knock out Jess Kondraj. You knocked out Jess Kondraj in the first round in two minutes? People don't do that to Jess Kondraj, man. So uh this is huge. Absolutely massive. What a way to make a statement for Jan Janan. Noah is one hundred percent right. Biggest win of her career. First time getting a finish in the UFC. First time getting a finish in nearly seven whole years. Noah. Last one was in 2016. <clears throat> You got to do it. You got to do that fight if you're the UFC.
0: This is how quickly the sport moves, Dominic. Yep. I'm actually going to group. Yep. I'm going to group this with the other women's strawweight fight on here, where Verna Jandaroba uh-huh. got a unanimous decision win over Marina Rodriguez. Jan nan there's a slight voice crack there. She Happens got the that win. <laughs> she got the win before this one in that main event. Her first main event spot against Mackenzie Dern. That was a win that I, I thought she looked very good in. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of. Called so I kind of felt something for her there. I was like, yeah, like, like you you just felt like you were in her corner, man. Mm -hmm. But before that, Dominic she had lost two in a row, including that Carla Esparza, pretty bad looking TKO stoppage in round two, the ground and pound. You know, she got beat up by Carla. Yeah. While Marina Rodriguez was two fights ago, like the unsung. Yeah. hero of this division who was yeah we were screaming from rooftops to be put in a title yeah. fight and now she's lost two in a row uh, mm. amanda, amanda Moche finishes her Vienna jenner pretty much dominates her for the majority of the fight yeah so dominic isn't it crazy how quick this sport moves a year ago these two ladies were in basically opposite spots 100 percent. it literally
1: can't be any more accurate than that and <laughs> two for like verna what was our biggest thing on Friday? Because, I, like, I well, you bet on Marina too, but, like, we knew the risk. We've seen Marina <laughs> clearly not be able to defend the takedowns, but just all in all, felt that she would be able to stand up and just piece up Verna because Verna's not showing the best fight IQ. And then what does she do? She uses oh, her fight IQ yeah, that we have She
0: looked great. That she played was the best safe, Verna's looked. Yes, yeah.
1: the best she has looked. I mean, it was dominant. It was a dominant um, decision. The 29-28s. Were funny because I felt like they gave Marina round three because of the up kicks at the end of yeah. the fight. I guess for damage is why she won the round. Yeah. But on all, Marina all, dominated that fight. And you're like you said, the sport moves so fast. It's been so prevalent even on the past month. of This show all of the matchups that we've had to discuss, and then yeah. we change our minds like every week essentially. And here we are now, Amanda Lamosh, You know, well, this is actually a big moment for, or maybe even a sad moment for me because I was Marina Rodriguez. Title fight, do it, do it, do it. They didn't do it. She's lost two in a row. Amanda Mosh. title fight, do it, do it, do it. Jan Janan knocks out Jessica Andrade <laughs> in two minutes, and I'm like, well, yep, Amanda LeMosh. And don't forget, in, in, in.
0: Dominic, you had said you thought Mackenzie Dern would be a strawweight champion at one point in time.
1: So I know jack shit about it No, I was, was going to say
0: you're a curse for the women's strawweights. Like, oh, if you're a women's cool. strawweight out there, the last thing you want is for Dominic to crown you the the... <laughs> Oh no! Wait Next a minute. Champion.
1: No, this is a problem. Do you know? Do you know why? Why? My girl Tatiana Suarez wants to come back down to one hundred and fifteen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's no. a story for another day. That's a story for another
0: day. Pretty sure Dominic thought Rose Namunas was going to smash Carlos Barza in that second fight.
1: I think that's also accurate. Wow! What a I'm can kind of, of worms. Lying. I'm just
0: assuming. <laughs> I could be wrong, but yeah, no. I all in all though, Dominic Xiao Nan Whaley, it, it's you have a good fight to, to do. You have that story. You have China versus China. I mean, and that'd be a big fight.
1: I think it's a, like a it good. It's an interesting fight. Oh, it
0: is. No, Zhao Nan looks great. Especially you know. now. Yeah. 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 I guess I wonder, Dominic, if they aren't able to do it in China, is it still worth it to do this fight over uh, like Wili in Asia? Limoche? Like, no, just all, like all. What if they did it like? in Vegas or in Jacksonville or wherever, like, is it Uh, still worth it?
1: I think you still do it. I think there's still enough storyline and intrigue there to do. Doesn't it just
0: feel like the kind of fight, like, doesn't it feel like we're going to hear UFC 291 headlined by, uh, Whaley versus Xiao Nan in Salt Lake city, Utah. Doesn't that just feel like something that's going to happen?
1: That's a very realistic possibility. Man, you know, you look at this. Zhang Whaley been out for a while. Got to be ready to fight. Jan took no damage. She's ready. They could easily fight in August or September. Like, it's yeah. it's going to happen relatively quickly from right now, May 8th, when you're hearing this. Yeah.
0: Dominic, do you want to talk about uh, Movizar Evloev's uh, unanimous decision whenever Diego Lopez, who took this fight on five days' notice, by the way?
1: You have to lean to the ladder there, Noah. Diego Lopez got that dog in him, some would yeah. say. This guy, he, he'll be back. He damn yeah. sure is going <laughs> to be getting another fight in the UFC. Um... You know you know what's crazy? And I'm not saying this is what I would have done. I think Mozar won. But had Diego won the fight, I don't think I would have been that surprised somehow if two judges would have gave it to him, to be honest with you. Like, he did enough on the feet and in the grappling department against Mozar to, you know, make a judge score two rounds for him, in my opinion. What a way to debut on short notice against someone who has never lost in the UFC – Never lost in his career in Mozar. It was the hardest fight Mozar's ever had that I can yeah. recall. I mean, he just, if we remember his last fight, made it look pretty easy against Dan Ige, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. And he looked good on the feet, which is something we hadn't seen before. And then Diego Lopez comes in and does this. This was awesome. I mean, I, Mozar's great. I think he's a future title challenger contender, like, for sure. Because this... It was a short notice for both guys. You know, it works both ways. So I don't come out of this thinking, oh, no, Mozart, there's all of his weaknesses. He's just a big hype train. No, he's still very, very good. You put him in on a camp, he likely beats Diego 10 times out of 10 if they both win in with full camps. But Diego is a legitimate, like, what is he, 28 years old, entering his prime? I am stoked to see the types of fights and matchups that he can have next, Noah. I
0: don't know if I'd go so far to say Uh, that those guys have a full training camp that uh, Mozar wins 10 out of 10 times. I think uh, we could be on the sun with Diego Lopez, Dom. You know, I saw a tweet that this is what really made me go, you know what, this Diego Lopez kid might be something. Shades of when Islam Makhachev took a short-notice replacement fight against, or he took on a short-notice replacement opponent in Armand Sarukian. Mm -hmm. I saw that. And yep. Armand gave him everything he could handle. This sort of felt like that. So, like, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I believe in Movzar's capabilities to go toward the top. But this was the first time we've seen any vulnerabilities out of him. Yeah. yeah. like I can't deny that I didn't walk away at least going, well, if Movzar gets a fight with, like, the Korean zombie, right? That was who he called mm-hmm. for. I understand the Korean zombie is older. You know, he didn't look great against Volk. But I'm not going to be as like reassured that Mozart's going to dominate or win that fight mm-hmm. as I would have been yeah. probably just two days ago. It's just the reality of the sport, Dominic. He showed some vulnerabilities here against a very short nose replacement. Yes, you're right. It works both ways. And ultimately I think by it's all said and done, I think those perceived vulnerabilities are going to be more of a credit to Lopez here and what he'll be able to offer in the UFC than any shortcomings on Movzar's behalf. But this was the fight of the night, and it was a great fight. It was like the real bright spot on this main card.
1: They got the fight of the night officially too? Mm-hmm. Good for them. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. saw Dana giving Diego show money and win money as well, yep. Yep. which is even cooler. So that's awesome. Do we go straight to Favola Dober, or do we want to touch on the main card opener, Noah?
0: Uh, okay, let's touch on the main card opener, because I do have something to say. Okay, please do maybe I don't have anything to say uh, <laughs> Charles difficult. Jordan no, just... Charles, Charles Jordan gets a unanimous decision went over Chrome Gracie Dominic uh what was this fight week for Chrome Gracie I mean what was this uh awkward maybe that's the best word
1: to describe it
0: Um like weird could it could a guy make it any more clear that he wanted no part of any <laughs> of this Yeah, just when you thought Nick
1: Diaz's return fight, he got the vibes like that. This is probably a little bit worse than those even.
0: Oh, I did not get that same vibe from Nick. Yes, it was a weird vibe, but like everything with Chrome Gracie, he wanted no part of media. No interest. He wanted no part of signing posters with Henry Cejudo. He wanted no part of the current round system. He's he's, he's begging for 30-minute rounds like they did in 1995 he wanted no part of the stand-up in the fight yeah he also wanted no part of actually setting up takedowns Mm. and then he wanted no part of taking damage and then the fight was over and that was it and he wanted no part of anything afterwards he wanted no part of fighting really i mean dominic this was um I don't think we'll see Crone Gracie again, if I'm being honest. He was 34 years old. You answered my question. Um, Yeah, I don't think we see him again. <laughs> you know, at one time he was looked at as an absolute prodigy, a stud. Uh, the Cub Swanson fight. And what's weird, Dominic, is that Cub Swanson fight where he really fought against what everybody thought he'd do. Yeah. He sort of fought toward Cub style, like turned it into a stand-up brawl. Yeah. But his stand-up there looked a lot better than it did here. And uh, if in the four years he's been away, he's only gotten worse, I think that's a sign that this yeah. isn't going to be... I think we've seen the the best days of Crumb Gracie. I think they're behind him at this point.
1: Yeah, if you pair the how he did in the fight with his actions leading into, there's like nothing there for a future in the fight game, which is, you know, strange, but... Shout out to Jordan for getting a win. I guess. Yeah.
0: No, I like Jordan a lot, and you know yeah. he's been given such a tough road up to this point. And I thought he fought pretty well considering the circumstances here. Oh yeah. Here.
1: Avoided the dangers, did what he had to do. I mean, played it very gun.
0: safe when he was yeah. in the guard, but on the feet, man, he was piecing him up using good yes. footwork, good distance control. I thought he looked great.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. Prelim headliner, banger. Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't expect yeah. anything other this than that. This one hurts. This one hurts. You know, Yeah, this is your guy, Drew Dover. But the most beautiful, beautiful chaotic, beautiful chaos, I haven't gotten to say that in a while, storyline here for me, though, is that in Drew Dover's last fight, we saw him break that, not literally, but break that chin, quote-unquote, of Bobby Green. No one had been able to do it since Poirier. Nobody can knock out Bobby Green. Drew Dover does it. And then we're like, oh, by the way, nobody can touch Drew Dober's chin. Nobody. Look at that jawline. I mean, have you seen that shit? It can cut glass, that jawline. What does Matt Favola do? Bam! There goes. He takes Drew Dover's jaw away. Wow, this could just be a trend. Maybe Favola's mm. next. I, I'm just kidding. And I saw someone say the love triangle between <laughs> Favola, Dober, and McKinney has now officially been yeah. completed. Yeah. But, uh, dude, Favola, legit, all of a sudden, three straight wins, three straight finishes by knockout. Um, he beats number 14, Drew Dover. He's going to be in the rankings on Tuesday morning. Matt mm. the steamroller Favola, Noah. Give me your thoughts on this whole thing and let the people know why you're hurting just a
0: little. I knew those odds, those odds seemed suspect from the those odds go. were, yeah. I couldn't yeah. bet against my dude drew. Cause I liked Dober so much, but I was definitely looking at those odds. Like oh, man, free for is good. Like I understand yeah. the Terrence McKinney knockout seven seconds. Yeah. Everything since then has told me he is not that fighter. Like he is a guy that I, I did understand also though, Dominic, that, I was still leaning Dober, and I felt the difference would be that Dober I thought had shown to be the more durable fighter in these firefights, in these blood and guts wars. It just didn't happen here, man. For Vola just would not let him go. Like he he pummeled him, to be quite honest. And you know, it's uh It sucks as a Drew Dober fan. I hope this is not some sort of sign of things Mm. to come for Dober. That's more so what I get worried about, right? Mm -hmm. It's a tough night in the office, but I hope Dober can come back from this and still be this fun sort of bubbling 15 through 12 type guy at lightweight. Um, But obviously the bigger story here is Matt Favola, steamroller. He steamrolls Mm -hmm. Drew Dober. And now he's going to be set up for a pretty big fight upcoming, Dominic. Perhaps – he uh, he called for a fight with Patty Pimblett actually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and what are you likelihood chances that that fight gets made? Hmm, let's go to another. Let's say next
1: for Patty. Fight gets made next. Patty versus Favola. Favola technically would be a top fifteen fighter by then, which means Patty gets his first top fifteen opponent percentage wise. Next fight for Patty, fifty-two percent. Wow. I think it'd be a fun
0: ass fight. I don't know what yeah, UFC no, wants agree. to do
1: with him next, but I, I would love to see that fight. I think it'd be
0: awesome. I'm going to go with 2%. <laughs> Our percentages today <laughs> were so off. Dominic, I don't think there's a shot in hell. At, <laughs> we thought it was crazy for Pat. We thought the idea of Drew Dover versus Patty was awesome, fun, but that Patty didn't want any of that business. This is a disaster. Not if Frivola just knocked that. out Dover in round one. Yeah. There yeah. ain't no way that Patty wants that business. That he you want that business? Um maybe at some point that fight occurs. Cause Dominic, would I let me just let me go on another Patty thing here. <laughs> okay, quickly. it's been a little bit. Um, Let's go. Yeah. No, and this is not every time I do this, Dominic, I kind of feel bad because I don't dislike Patty. Like I don't. Yeah. But what people need to realize is he's not really a prospect, Dominic. The man's in his thirties. Like mm-hmm. it is now or never for Patty Pimblett. And a fight with frivola is the fight he should take next because it's a guy who is in the top fifteen, mm-hmm. but is someone that you could have a perceive you could see a world where he can win that. Like it's not a like yeah. to me, like a Jalen Turner is like a very tough hill to climb if you're <laughs> Patty Pimblett. But like mm-hmm. For Vola, as good as he is, I like, Patty, you have the submissions advantage there, like, might be able to get that fight down and submit him. You know, there's some worlds he can win that. Does have, you know, take a good shot, all that. Mm -hmm. But I don't think, I think the the UFC are building Patty like a prospect, Dominic, but Patty has been doing this at a high level for a long time. I mean, he's cage warriors for a long time. Yeah. And I know Cage Warriors is viewed by a lot of people, including us, most of the time, as being kind of a regional promotion. But for those those fighters out in the UK, it is almost it's like, like the promotion. It, it's, it's like the promotion out there. Sorry, yeah. he's twenty eight years old now. Twenty eight in his thirties. I wanted to double check on that, but basically, it's now is like the time to be. The, he should moving like, like you along. said.
1: This should be the next step, right? We've yeah. seen the lateral or the gradual steps up, right? But now, if you really want to make something here and crack in, it is a fight like Matt Fervola. It is dangerous. Only, yeah,
0: the only other fight that I think makes sense for Patty is the rematch with Jared Gordon, which I yeah. could see them going that direction. But, you know, Jared Gordon... And well, Bobby now Green with the thing them, with him and Bobby,
1: know. yeah. Like, what, but I which fight, think. which
0: rematch would people want to see more? You want to see Patty versus well, Gordon yeah, more yeah. than Gordon versus Bobby, so... I don't know. That that's my patty spiel. And ultimately, shout out for Vola, though. Great one.
1: Yes, of course, of course. What's next? Um
0: uh, so down the rest of this card, Dominic. I think the only one that I will touch on, at least for now. Um Ikram Aliskarov. How about yeah, him, Dominic? I mean, we have to. Yeah. Uh that, that knockout of Phil Halls, I feel for Phil Halls, man. I mean, he just he can't seem to be able to take like a big shot. And the chin, yeah. He had Phil Halls just out. Phil Halls was down for a while, but for Ikram Dominic, how about this? He called out Bo Nickel. What do you think about that?
1: I saw some I don't remember who it was, but someone said Bo Nickel don't want that smoke with Ikram. God, I wish I remembered who I saw. Well, Dominic,
0: are you aware that Ikram only lost in his MMA careers against Hamzat Chamayev?
1: Yeah, I'm seeing that now over in Brave in 2019. The mm-hmm. dude's been starching people ever since. This guy is nasty, Noah. This dude is legit. Yeah, I mean I like I, this guy. I know Phil Halls doesn't have the best chin, but it's not like he caught him with some big haymaker. It was just like a clean he moved, bang, real fast, smooth. And put him out. If you're pulling power in a punch like that, I can't imagine some of the other stuff that this guy can do. Thirty years old, prime right now, fourteen and one record. You want on the contender? I could see a guy like this getting pushed up, you know, at 185 pounds a division that isn't very deep, relatively quickly. Like I, I could see him literally winning two more fights and he's in the top fifteen or fighting top fifteen if he performs properly. I think. We got a legitimate guy here for middleweight, which is what the division needs, mm-hmm. those outside guys looking into uh, the rankings.
0: Well said. Anybody else you want to touch on before we move on? We, of course, do blazing bets. We can touch on some of these. Yeah, I would
1: touch on the rest there if we got them, yeah.
0: All right, let's move on to one fight night. Ten, Dominic, the debut for one championship in the United States of America. Ultimately, the main event, Demetrius Johnson in the trilogy... With Adriana Rice gets the win. He takes the series 2-1 to one with the unanimous decision win, as I said, in the main event. Dominic, we'll start with the fight itself. You know, uh, this was a big deal for one, right? Big fight. Uh, big debut in America. Amazon Prime deal still going strong. How did their first main event in America ultimately go, in your opinion? Did it live up to expectations, or was it a bit of a downer?
1: I think living up the expectations i would say no but it's because like the first two were just like very decisive nasty finishes but it was like a solid fight i'm not gonna sit here and like complain about the fight it wasn't anything great it wasn't anything you know bad it was just a solid fight between two clearly like two of the best guys i think uh in the company of one and dj at 36 years old shows that regardless of him talking about retirement beforehand, the weird stuff going on afterhand with the the retirement, he can still go. He can still go with these young guns and all these guys in one. What is he now? Five and one in this company. I, 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 If the guy wants to retire, do it, man. But I'm having a hard time letting go of Mighty Mouse. No, I don't want to see him throw in that towel yet. What'd you make of the fight? What'd you make of DJ's performance or maybe...
0: Adriano's
1: losing performance. Anything?
0: You know, you know, I actually think we're pretty much in agreement on this one. I know mm-hmm. we've had some, we've been a little varied. Get those percentages out today. of here. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but as far as this fight, like, I pretty much agree with everything you said. Like, I don't have a ton of takeaways for the fight, mm-hmm. to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, you know, Mighty Mouse is that dude. And yeah, he, man. And he just looks to be ultimately the better mixed martial artist in comparison to Adriano Marais. Marais. has a lot of physical advantages and this division, he's huge. Yes. And that ultimately got him to win in that first fight. But ultimately, Johnson went back to the drawing board and came back better and has made it pretty clear that he's the better fighter here. Now, he this fight, he did it for five rounds, you know, even in the yeah. last fight. Like, he had to fight through adversity to get that fourth-round finish. I think it just shows the growth, you know. It's a nice little trilogy there where each fight, Johnson got better and better. And here he kind of showcased it for 25 whole minutes.
1: It's just like his greatness, dude. Like he <sighs> yeah, takes let's these talk about first that. two let fights. Me, let me,
0: let me ask you a yeah. question about his greatness, Dominic. You know, when you, when we make lists, right of the top, you know, UFC fighters of all time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mighty mouse tends to be in the top five. He's um, in there. Yeah. Yeah. If I opened it up and just said the best MMA fighters of all time, so you take into account their credentials outside of the UFC. Mm. Uh, does Mighty Mouse at this point pass guys like GSP and Anderson Silva, even though they accomplished oh. so much in the UFC? Um, does he ultimately mm. like stand even closer to being the all-time best to do it? Ah, that's a mm, wow! What an interesting little topic
1: there. That's a tough question, man. Because you're right. Not only did he do it for so long in the UFC, but now he's in one. Massive global organization, and he's winning titles, defending titles, beating guys way younger than him at this point. Like, isn't Adriano like 25, 26? He's 10 years older than him, and he's outclassing mm-hmm. him for five rounds essentially. <sighs> I think clearly MMA top 10 for sure in there. Mm-hmm. Top five MMA all time, not just UFC. Like, I'm looking at guys like John Jones is still in there, regardless for MMA top 10. Fedor's in there probably, right? Yeah. Mighty Mouse. I still think guys like GSP and Anderson are in an MMA top 10, but does Mighty Mouse get ahead of them now? Let's go, yeah. Why not? Why not? I, I, I Look, my man Anderson's getting into the Hall of Fame. I'm happy <laughs> for him. I can come back down to earth a little bit off of how good he was. Mighty Mouse, man. The dude, it, he, he's like just been able to evolve with the times. That's what's special about watching guys like him and John Jones. When they're 35, 36 fighting these dudes that are younger than them, it doesn't even matter cuz they've just been there, done that and they can can critique things. Like again, this was a trilogy. He takes things from the previous two fights and and looks better in this one. Yeah, he didn't get a finish, but look how good he looked. Like it's things like that that make guys like him so special in this game.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you answered that, Dominic, cuz I really wouldn't know how to answer it. Like it's just a it's very <laughs> that tough. That was a hard sure. one. <laughs> yeah, I'm especially making you do it like off the top without doing any research on the topic. Yeah, it's very tough. So I I just asked cuz I was kind of like, man, he if he can win a couple more and one Especially like, that, yeah. <laughs> then you're potentially looking at like the, the best goat. to ever do it in terms of MMA. Yeah. You know, John Jones, mm. like you said, Fedor. Those are, like, the guys at the top. GSP, Anderson. Um, you could probably start adding in. God, Dan Henderson was fucking awesome in pride. And then yeah. had a really good UFC career. You know, you just have a lot of these guys that... Well, you have guys they, like DC uh, there, too, because yeah, of force yeah. and stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh, Dominic Cruz's uh, resume course. gets even better because of his run. And, uh, and Uriah Faber, all of a sudden, is like... Aldo. Even. Yeah, Aldo. Oh, God, his... He's Dude. at the very top. Yeah, it's Ronda. You know, yeah. Before, yeah, you know, it's uh, Chris Cyborg. Oh my God. Okay, we'd we'll stop. <laughs> now we'll, we're we'll done. come back to this topic <laughs> at some point. Yeah. But um, yeah, let's talk about kind of where Demetrius goes from here because there was a lot of hinting at this being a retirement fight, a send off, the swan song of an all time great career in Mighty Mouse. He was asked immediately after the fight. Uh, forget my man that was doing those uh, in and cage interviews, but I like yeah. that guy's voice. He's a uh, he, dude. He, he, hey, he,
1: the commentary was great, and yeah. Rich Franklin on the mic, too. I just had to give him yeah. a shout out, too. Yeah, shout but yeah,
0: uh, I'm sure you remember me, Rich, from uh, <laughs> yeah, of course, you the outside bar. of uh, <laughs> what was that place called? Oh, PH Bistro. Well, Shout-out to that place, but um. Anyways, they asked him straight up, like, you know, it's the elephant in the room, address it, retirement. And uh, just like Mighty Mouse, and you know, I kind of feel like they shouldn't even have asked him, Dominic, because he had made it clear all week there was a way that he was going to announce his retirement. And that was going to be something I think that Eddie Alvarez had had told him or something. Uh, Something about taking his wife to coffee. And then telling her, you know, you were the only one there for me before this all started. And now you're the only one here now when I tell you I'm done. And it's like a real beautiful kind of, you know, way to end a career. Uh, So he had kind of said that, like, that's something he wanted to do. So I don't know why they they must not have done their research. Yeah, man. Man. So Mighty Mouse played to the crowd. He goes, Do you all think I you all want to see me fight again? And the whole crowd goes nuts. Yeah. Uh, then he kind of says, you know, it's a private decision. I'll talk to my wife, talk to my team about it. So then they, I think you won, took that as oh, he's not retiring. <laughs> bring in Kyrat. Yeah, bring him in. Yeah. So then they bring in the number two ranked Kyrat Akhmatov, uh, who also was on this card, won one of the earlier fights of the night. Looked pretty good against Reese McLaren, unanimous decision win. 30 and 2, by the way. Good. And they had like a little face off. It was kind of awkward. I mean, Kyra, it was a very respectful thing. The face off did have that thing, Dominic, where it kind of lasts a couple seconds too long and you go, oh shit. Like, I don't know if these guys are just doing this for a show anymore. Uh, You you ever notice that with face offs? Yeah, yeah. When they don't don't look away and you're like, ooh, that was the time to look away. And there's no, it's like "Mm -hmm." Dana will give
1: them the pat and they're like, they don't budge. I'm like, okay, all right. Now we're, we're working with something real here. Yeah.
0: So um, ultimately, though, Dominic, I think it's a great fight to set up. Kyrat a little closer to Mighty Mouse's age. He's 35. Um, damn, fighting out of the Soviet. It says they fight out the damn Soviet Union. My man was born before the Soviet <laughs> <laughs> Union fell. You know? That's, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. This is off of um, – Wikipedia, so I apologize for my (laughs) lack of knowledge about our man here, but um, I'd be excited for that fight. That's a tough one. You know, it has to be 13 submission wins for Uh, Kyra, and 2 like I said. He does have a loss to Adriana Marais back in 2017, but Dominic, he's got a win against the guy as well in 2015, so he's been doing it in one for a while. His debut was actually against Adriana Marais in that win, so... Went two and two to start his one career. Since then, is yeah. on a six fight win streak. I mean, seems like if uh, Demetrius wants to keep going, I think that's a perfect next challenger for him.
1: Yeah, I mean, right. If he's gonna fight, you've already got it lined up. If you're one, so at least you have that to work with. And if he retires, it seems like you have one half of your vacant fight. So the pieces yeah. are together for one, regardless.
0: Yep. Uh, let's move on to the rest of one fight night ten. Dominic, mm-hmm. you uh, and me, well, like we, we have been starting to slowly and slowly kind of become more comfortable, more interested in watching mm-hmm. these one cards, especially with the deal with Amazon Prime. Oh, it makes it, makes it so it, much better. Yeah, like we thought it was great when they went to TNT and all that. Yeah. This is better. Yeah, <laughs> this is yeah it better. is. So... Um, now that uh we got their american debut just overall do you want to kind of give your full thoughts on just the rest of this card like how did it live up you know a lot of different styles on here you're not just getting mma you got flyweight muay thai you got some mission grappling you have i mean was there even okay i don't think there was any kickboxing on here right but the, you get all those on here. right so, i mean you're getting a full combat sports just jambalaya Dominic. Yeah, oh, so hmm. your thoughts um, well, that sounds good. <laughs> I um, not like
1: the, the top. Uh, yeah, I'm regret well. doing it, but it's out there now. <laughs> anyway, if you haven't seen the card and you're still like, kind of like me, cause I still don't, uh, you know, I'm still on the, I'm trying to get into it. If you're like me in my boat, go flip on Amazon prime tonight and just, mm. just check out not even the whole card. Just watch the main card, man. Like I had a really, really good time watching this card, getting to see Very good MMA fights. Shout out Stamp Fair Tex. Woo! That girl is something else. She is good. I've I've seen her fight once before, but man, she to be that young is a is absolute just beast. You see the return of Sage Northcutt even getting a big comeback win after his face Mm -hmm. was broken. Noah, he comes back and gets a heel hook. My man is a karate specialist. They don't teach that in karate class. And then you add in the submission grappling, the Muay Thai. It's just, it, it's so, I I really, really enjoyed watching this card. And it's good that I had fun, because I'm imagining a lot of other people had fun watching this card. I know you had fun watching it, mm-hmm. and they did it. They had this great event, great production, by the way, too, I must add, mm-hmm. in the United States. And it seemed to get a good crowd there, very full arena, which means let's do it
0: again. <laughs> let's, let's keep run it bringing
1: back. it. Let's run it back and maybe no one i will go to colorado this time and maybe Damn there right. will be a bare knuckle fight Damn the right. week before and maybe the week in between we're in someone's basement anyways <laughs> i am here for more of these domestic one events and uh i, I just highly recommend watching this card I, it was a really I, it was a good moment for me i needed this for me no
0: yeah i felt good having a couple people who are not as into mma as me but or you but very into it text me and go, man, I've been watching one tonight. This mm. card's awesome. Like, I really mm-hmm. like this. I had people talking about how they like the scoring criteria better, mm. uh, the rule set better. You know, you get the knee down to opponents mm-hmm. and all that. Um, yeah, I just think I like that it's unique. It's its it's its own thing. Yes. Yes. I love that it's not trying to be the UFC. Um, and, you know, again, I don't know how well off they're doing. You know, you talk to Cha- Chachri When Chachi never talks, he's he's inflating a lot of numbers. It seems like, but um, I hope that they become sustainable to the point where they can continue to do this in America, because you just don't get anything else like it, and at a high level, and you get the whole thing, Dominic. You don't have to. You know, I would never seek out a Muay Thai card. Would right. I if, if the ch- if the stars aligned would I go see one? Yeah, of course I love combat sports. But like fun. would I ever go out of my way to watch one? No. Right. But it's offered on here at a high level. Yeah. Rod Tang is dude. him. He's him. That dude. <laughs> two hundred and seventy-one wins, right? Or is it two hundred and seventy now? But it don't even matter. That's <laughs> insane. And
1: he's like twenty-five years old. What is that all about?
0: Yeah, can we get a topology check on that man's <laughs> resume? <you may>, <laughs> someone runs this, this man. Is this man someone cooking his books right now? I don't <laughs> know what's going on there. No, but he's he's so good, and you know, I don't even know if I want to go like one fight then one fight. Just you, you touched on a few. I mean, Angla Song by the way getting dropped by Fon Rong, but then yeah, immediately the, getting guillotined. Uh, guillotine. guillotine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was nice to see Angla Song get a big win. Um yeah, I mean the submission grappling fight, Ty Rotolo and Renee DeRieder didn't it didn't really. Uh, yeah, that one was a uh, kind of meh. But like again, it wasn't bad enough to where I was like bored. Like I was kind of watching it while getting ready for my folks to come. Because uh, by the way, I did not watch the full card live. I watched like the top three fights live, which or I guess it was four because I forgot about the other submission grappling fight, Dominic yeah. with the uh, Mikey yeah. Mushemi or Mush. I don't know how to say his last name, but he's very. <laughs> good submission grappler yeah, the champion champ. of course so i got to see like the top four fights down to stamp fair getting that ko over elise anderson but as far as everything else i had to watch it like the next morning um which that's another great thing about prime dominic i got to test yeah. this out full that card right TNT. there available exactly just yes. right away so um and you can even go and watch like all their other cards they've had on uh, Oh, they had the other ones on yeah like they had the whole list there so i was like oh man might have to watch a few of these. We're that building I a library. Oh, yeah. I might have to watch a few of these that I didn't watch live because yeah. they didn't have really any of the big MMA fights on it, so I didn't watch it for the show. But Dominic, this might just become something just kind of like my boxing where I'm just like, yeah. it's just one so full rotation. Mm-hmm. But uh, Sage Northcutt, like you said, uh, Robert, Roberto Soldich, Dominic. I right, said I had been building him up just from what I had heard. You know, Pete Carroll. Shout out to him. But uh, you know, I kind of. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, sort of siding with him on this one, just like he said, he's like the best fighter outside the UFC. He looked great, and then Sebastian Coniston just massive. Up, he, he landed a beautiful shot, and then just Roberto was pretty much done. It was just mm. uh unfortunate for him, but yeah, Stamp Fair is one of the most exciting fighters in all of women's MMA. If you don't yeah. know who she is, you need to find out. Uh, former champion there. Just what a night for one. This is – I think, Dominic, I walk away feeling – I don't know if this is quite as big of a home run as the bare knuckle. I was going to say, uh, let's cards. revisit because I remember yeah, you so asking that. I don't think it quite had that like um, – I don't think it's going to quite have that stain. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, that Connor thing really – Of course, the whole, yeah. That's going to be something that people are talking about at the end of the year. Yeah. If you're talking about the big moments of 2023. This card is great. It's a win. I hope they come back. I don't think it quite leaves the same impact, but yeah, you know, like if Mighty Mouse had like officially retired, maybe it does. But mm-hmm. I still doubt it. I feel like it's just you know, it is. It's not a knock on it. I ultimately, though, think it was about as big of a home run as you can get without having, like, a Conor McGregor walk in your yeah. ring and face off your top fighter, you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: it absolutely was, yes. Yeah.
0: So with that, Dominic, I think we move on into hmm. uh, blazing bets.
1: Okay, a little, little recap blazing here bets. of the bets,
0: yeah. So as we said on Friday, we're kind of changing up our betting segment. I feel like it was getting a little stale. Uh, we both suck. MMA, <laughs> yeah. So yeah so like and we're not even trying to convince anybody to like side like we know no like fade us actually yeah fate we're us. not like we've had people tell us before like you know i don't know people talk shit sometimes and we're kind of like well dude we're not trying to get anybody to pick our bets like we're just putting them out there because we want to be part of the conversation
1: yeah yeah
0: but then it kind of was like well then why are we keeping track of our year to dates and stuff so it was like I didn't feel like it was just kind of a tag on to the episode, it felt like after a while. Yeah. So I thought a fun way to switch it up. Me and Dominic now competing for the rest of 2023. Each week we will put together our full bet slip, minimum three bets.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Outside of, I'm sure there'll be weekends that pop up where, you know, there'll be a limited amount yeah. of cards. And depending on yeah. what Ohio has available, mm. we may not be able to bet on certain things like PFL. Yeah. Um, but minimum three. No max. Uh, Whoever. No, no max. You can go as high as you want. (laughs) Ultimately, the point is, whoever unit-wise comes out the best in that week gets a point, essentially. And each week it'll be going. So, Dominic, congratulations. Uh, Real battle of the titans here. Yeah, (laughs) Dominic. Dominic comes out on top by the skin of his teeth. He uh, edges (laughs) me out. He finishes with a minus 1.89 unit weekend. I, of course, come out minus Mm 2.02. So, Dominic, how does it feel after the bad year you've been having? I know, again, it's not like you went positive. But ultimately, Dominic, for the series, how much better does it feel to just, like, you still win? I feel like I went 8-0 this week. This is amazing.
1: (laughs) This is amazing. It's not a battle of who can bet the best. It's a battle of who's the worst, essentially, is what this competition is. And, uh, you know, man, I went one and three. I hit the parlay. I missed the three singles. Moneyline for Marina misses. Oof. Moneyline for Gilbert misses. Oof. Sterling Cejudo inside the distance. Oof. I mean, really, none of those ever stood a chance, to be honest, which kind of sucks. But, you know, I'll take it. Minus 1.89 is not all that bad for my personal statistics, but I'll take a one no start to the competition. It's going to be an absolute grinder of a season, if you will, for us to play each other. But uh, it's fun. It adds a little friendly competition. Mm. At the end of the day, the problem is, like, yeah, I won, but we both went negative. We're still losing money. I want us to be like, I go plus 3.35, and Noah mm. goes 3.32. That's, what, that's yeah. the type of win I yeah. want. Where we're both yeah. winning. Yeah. But, uh, you know, maybe we'll get there in, like, I don't know, no, November. But <laughs> I'll take the start, 1-0. Noah, give me the recap on your plays.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, tough. I My good fortune to not carry over from the Kentucky Derby. I did go 3-0 on parlays, but then Dominic, I got 1-6 and on my singles.
1: Dude, can um, we say quickly, your parlay this year, been great with parlays, I feel like. Yeah, I what know. I it's kind of making
0: me think I need to, like, lean more into that yeah um as far as the singles go the only single that hit was algervane sterling money line minus 110 so that was a big one um i did of course i originally only had six total singles i did live bet gilbert burns or not live bet but i bet it right before the fight Mm -hmm. started yeah at minus 150 uh that ended up not of course not (laughs) hitting and (laughs) If I had just not done that live bet and only did the live bet I did in the main event, then mm. I would have won. But that's the, that's the thing here, Dominic, is yeah strategies at play. Dominic puts four bets, so he, it caps out how high he can go. So if I had a great weekend, then he would have been screwed because I have a lot more bets. Yeah. But yeah. also, it kind of caps out what his potential losses can be. So yes. Yeah. There's strategy involved <laughs> in this. Uh, some of the other losses, just gone drudge, minus three and a half. Oof. Really yeah, uh, Marina Rodriguez money line. <laughs> Braxton there's a, there's Smith a theme plus here three and the a theme. half. <laughs> Ugh. God, Braxton Smith. My man Parker Porter just sat on his chest and pummeled him out of there. In like he's two, fighting I mean, John
1: Jones next. John Jones yeah. ain't retiring. That's the Pork sure.
0: Man is. Uh, he looked. I will say his physique looked better it ever had. Yeah, like he looked like he took this uh, preparation pretty serious. Uh, Joseph Holmes money line. I did not learn my lesson. Yeah. My very first. Over Way back in the day on Joseph Holmes. Um, So all those in hit and Dominic. My little throw here for big plus money. Chrome Gracie by submission. Oof. Mm. <laughs> just, mm. just not. You know, it, that was what was tough. Is the fight was terrible and Chrome Gracie looked terrible. But every time he was jumping into guard, I'm like, yes, yes come, come on, go, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody else is getting so mad when he's doing it. I'm like, yes, let's go. Yeah. He's going to get it this time. No, he, he never got it. He never got never. it. Um, As far never. as the parlays, the live bet, same game parlay, Dominic, was minus 130.
1: Oh, yeah, I saw you did that. I forgot and about I that I took
0: uh, Sterling Cejudo over two and a half rounds and then one plus takedown in round one. So I thought that was a pretty safe parlay. That's a great happening. parlay. Wow. It, it's great in hindsight, but at the time, man, you really just don't know what's going to happen in that fight. Like, you remember going into that fight? Like, yeah. I had no idea what to expect. What were the I odds on I was like, maybe that? the uh, minus 130.
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: Like, the I didn't know if Cejudo was going to come back and dominate Sterling. I didn't know if Sterling was going to dominate Cejudo. I didn't know if we yeah. were going to get, like, what we got, a tit for tat. I didn't know if both guys wrestling was going to cancel out and then it's a stand-up mm. fight. That's why I was worried about the takedown. I would have done two in round one, <laughs> and then I would have fucking hit for yeah. – for, I would have beat Dom's ass, but I did not. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But then uh, my other parlay, plus 118, Kennedy and Zhechekwu money line. He looked – That was a great showing for him. But he's one of those guys, Dominic. He's going to do this. He's going to do this against these type of guys like Devin Clark. But up, that's what I like about it is because here, probably in his next fight, he's gonna get a guy, who he'll he'll likely either be very close in the odds on, or maybe even a favorite, and it'll be Fade Kennedy. You'll time. fade it. Yeah. He's he's very good at looking good against this type of competition. But when he takes that jump up, man, it's it's mm. fade him. You know, yeah. at all costs. But second leg, Rodriguez Jandaroba over two and a half, hit easy. Easy, that was easy. easy, no peasy. sweat. Third one, parlay plus 112. Burns Muhammad over one and a half. Easy peasy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Dober Frivola inside the distance. Easy breezy. (laughs) And the third one, though, the biggest sweat, the first leg, Chaos Williams' money line. How about that decision, Dominic?
1: Dude, another debutant there. Oh, God, I got to give him his name at least. What was it again? Oh, Rolando Bedoya. Uh, That's a guy, short notice, debuting against Chaos. I thought he was going to get just shellacked. And it was a split decision. There was a judge that gave him the fight. I mean, way to hold your all in there.
0: No. Uh, But that's it, Dominic. Uh, What I'll also mention, just to be clear, if anybody missed Friday's episode, called Blazing Bets now because ultimately the the punishment for the loser of this series at the end of the year, we, we will have to take on the Blazing Challenge like I did once before. Uh, On camera, on likely a future verbal sparring episode, which is something like that, probably (laughs) going to tank that episode, but that's okay. It's all good fun around here, so of course. Um, with that, Dominic, let's move on to closing statements the part of the show where we can talk about anything and everything, MMA related or not. So, Dominic, do you have any closing statements for today?
1: We talked about the horses, talked about the girlfriend graduating, I mean, covered the fights, didn't golf. Actually, I have a bone to pick with the weather, cause I can't golf. No, if it's raining cats and dogs, did you have a bad thunderstorm overnight? Cause it woke me up in the middle of the night down south here.
0: It was not that bad. It did rain, <sighs> but I don't think it rained that bad.
1: Man, and now you know I'm trying to get some BFB with the boys. We got to get that
0: footage going, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. And and now the grass. We're not gonna be able to drive our carts. And let me just say, if it's cart path only. <clears throat> ain't a big fan of when the golf courses are cart path only people. If there's golf fans listening, they're going to be like, oh, you're a bitch, blah, 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 enjoy the game. I want to be able to drive my cart wherever I want, okay? Mm -hmm. I don't want to follow a cart path and walk in the mud and the grass and everything. So anyways, long story short, hope the grass dries up in the next few days for the BFB boys. That's all.
0: Yeah. I'm glad I don't have to worry about these things because I hate golf. Until kind of, you're in a video in our caddy. Well, that's true. Yeah. Once I yeah, be on the lookout for a future B. Well, he's gonna episode. be in. If you're if you're for the if you're on this channel for me and not for Dom like a, <laughs> you know, like anybody cares. Um, if you're a fan of myself and not Dominic, if you think Dominic just has a stupid punchable face, uh, I he's would got, agree And he's got long freaky fingers like someone said way back in the day. <laughs> I remember if that. You're, if you're someone who is in that in that ballpark, still go subscribe to the BFB boys. They're doing good things over there. Shout out JP, shout out Branson. Mm. Although JP kind of coming from my throat yesterday about the horse racing. Yeah,
1: man. Like JP
0: JP was kind of coming at us a little bit, but then he was kind of like, no, 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 not you guys. Like you guys are poor and stupid. I'm talking about the (laughs) elite. That's basically Uh, what he said. um, No, but shout out to both those guys. Make sure you go subscribe. I will be making an appearance in a future episode Mm -hmm. where I will be their caddy. And the fun part is I don't know shit. So the I'm going to be giving them drivers to putt, putters to drive. <laughs> it's going to be ridiculous. But, um, yeah, Dominic, I guess <sighs> I'm trying to think if I have anything today. You know, those, God, man, that, that race was such a thrill um, oh, on man. Saturday. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, any predictions for the rest of this Celtics 76ers series? I don't know if you saw the game today because I know you had the grad party. Yeah. Went to overtime. Uh, oh. James Harden, three-pointer in the last minute of overtime, secured a win in Philly for the 76ers. So James Harden that's two, keeps two. on going, so it's 2-2. Two, two. Do you feel like the Celtics are still able to pull it out when it's all said and done?
1: I think Boston comes out of the East still. I think they beat yeah. Philly, and I think they win the conference finals and go to the – Uh, regular NBA Finals still. I do. I do. I
0: don't know. I kind of...
1: Dude, but if James... So James had another good game today, like game one? I don't know what he he did. I didn't watch the whole
0: game. I kind of turned it on in like the third quarter, so I don't know if... uh, I don't know how he did. If he
1: can be on with Joel... It's a different story, but that's a I'll, big I'll, be different.
0: I'll be different. I'll be different. I'll go Philly, and then I mm. think uh, the Heat are coming out in their matchup with the Knicks. And then I, I do think, agree uh, there. Yes, I actually yeah. think the Heat make it to the finals, Dominic. That'd but that's awesome. a that's a great. If you have James Harden at hundred percent, and Jimmy Butler at hundred percent, that's a battle of who's him in this playoffs. Mhm.
1: Mhm. Oh, it's so fun. NBA playoffs yeah. are so fun. We're about to go yeah. watch
0: uh, game four of Denver yeah, for and the Heat. Denver Phoenix. Sons. Yeah. yeah, and I think there's some hockey on too, so I'll be watching that probably. Ooh, he knows puck. Playoff hockey is the shit too, by the way. Like I when, need to watch more when you when you get to overtime, Dominic. There's, I, I think it's better than any other playoffs. The ass is clinched, right? Got to be. Well, I don't bet on it anymore because I'm so bad when I go outside <laughs> of horse racing or MMA. Yeah, M&A. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but uh. Yeah, I don't know. It's fun to watch, though. And I don't really, I mean, I am I guess I'm a Blue Jackets fan, but like, you know. I'm it's still the, new to dude, this. the
1: atmospheres of hockey are just a different. Well, you level. remember the
0: college really opened yeah, my eyes man. to it because Bowling Green, our school that we graduate from, they're kind of a hockey school. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they they have great hockey atmospheres there. But uh, <sighs> my name is Noah Baker. That's Dominic Sleeve. We are but just two to below average Joes, and we'll see you guys on Friday.